0: Congratulations! You found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book
1: girls. I want to suck your blood. Ah, 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 ah. Sorry, I used to do that when I was a kid. Was like my, I used to like to do impressions, you know, and when you're a kid, Dracula is one of the first ones you learn. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks blah, for that. Blah, blah.
2: <laughs> With my reoccurring nightmares as a child about count Dracula. Count Chocula,
1: count. The count in uh, <laughs> on Sesame Street. One! Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> can I you like guess what, monster better? <laughs> can you guess what our subject is today?
2: Um, class? Would that be vampires? Very yeah. good, Bonnie. Very good. Oh,
1: and we have a new person with us today. Christy Hendricks is standing in for Nicole, who is out again with the Uh, the sports team doing Mm -hmm. her job so she's out and Christy good good to see you
0: good to see you
1: Christy is our resident hugest Anne Rice fan on the planet so we figured we would bring her (laughs) in so that since we're talking about vampires and Anne Rice does some of the best vampires out there uh, Christy is as close as you can get to an expert
0: I try. I will try. (laughs) She she even goes to the
1: convention in New Orleans. (laughs) That's
0: true. Which
2: actually looks really interesting from the pictures that I've I've looked at from your vacations and the ball that you talk about. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God, that ball would be so fun to go to, I think.
0: But I don't have a dress
2: for
1: the ball. Yeah.
2: Get to dress up like a fancy vampire Mm -hmm. in one of those... You know, Fangs funky. for the
1: memories. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I think I had really, too much yeah. coffee. <laughs> you yeah, too much something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's October, we have this uh, horror thing going on all month so that we can talk about some of our favorite horror books. And vampires, of course, fit right into that. Do you want to start, Bonnie? Sure, I'll start. I
2: read a different kind of vampire book. I read um Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer.
1: Ooh.
2: By Seth Graham Smith.
1: Hey, wait. That's the dude that did uh, the one that I did last week. Really? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh my oh, God. Nice. So he likes to do all the <gasps> yeah. kind of stuff. I didn't <laughs> He's even our think guy. about that. Wow. I had no idea that that was a connection. I did not We just it, discovered
2: that. No, I didn't even put it together either. You know when I read it just
1: then, I was like I know I've heard that name before. It's probably because I had to say it like four times before I got it right because I kept saw, right. calling him Seth yeah. Graham Green, <laughs> Seth Graham Smith. But, so how is the, now? I know that there was a movie attached to this. There I was. I did not see the movie. I didn't movie, either.
2: And the movie I think was a very B-rated movie, but one of my interests in this book is everybody knows how much I love historical fictions Mm -hmm. love historical fiction novels and Abraham Lincoln is a story that everybody knows you learn it in school you know the story he's all over the place with you know just parts of his story and so what what parts of his story he's history Lincoln's his story oh I thought you were saying his Tori. No, his story. <laughs> I was going to say, story. Bonnie, what is it with your pronunciation tonight? Um, no, that would just be some of my New York accent coming through. His story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Her <funny>. story. <laughs> That's funny. All right. His okay.
2: Sorry. His story. His story. Okay. His <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. You can continue now that I've uh, now that I've um, nailed that one in the coffin.
2: Thank you. Well, no, I want you to correct my grammar if I'm wrong. (laughs) Thank you, Martha. You're welcome. For being the grammar English Nazi. Mm -hmm. Sure, Anytime. But what I like about this is it takes that story of his life and says, well, what if the Civil War was really more about catching and killing vampires. Ooh! And what if Abraham Lincoln wasn't just one of the greatest presidents ever? What if he killed vampires on the <gasps> side? Well. Oh. <laughs> so I mean, this source, this story starts out the way this book starts, is it's about a a writer about an author who is working at a convenience store, but it's only supposed to be temporary because he's
1: writing a book, too. I have read this book. Have you read this book? Yes, I have read this book. Now, see, I'm always about the beginning. Uh Uh-huh, So I read a lot of books, and a lot of times I don't recognize them by the title. I have read this book. Okay. That was a great scene. Go ahead.
2: It was. And um, what happens is he ends up working in this store for a very long period of time because he falls in love gets Mm -hmm. married, has a baby, Mm -hmm. writing keeps getting pushed back and back. So he never actually, he quits writing. And then he gets this customer who's kind of a regular customer who is looking through a lot of the books that he has in the back on his little shelf that he has that people can borrow the books Mm -hmm. if they want to. Right. And starts talking to him about his writing. Oh, I see. And this patron actually turns out to be a vampire uh-huh. who has That's pretty cool all of the old diaries of uh. Abraham Lincoln's about his mm-hmm. vampire hunting.
1: <laughs> so he wants to give the <laughs> manuscript to this young writer
2: right mm-hmm. so that he can tell the story, so that he can yeah. write a book about Abraham Lincoln's story as a vampire hunter. And so and that just really kind of Caught my interest because, like I said, it puts a
0: spin, yeah, a different on, perspective on a of. story that you know. <laughs> and by you would right. think you would think it would be really cheesy, but honestly, it sounds cheesy, but it,
1: it wasn't at all. Though it it had that that air of mystery yeah. of this diary, and the guy was kind of freaked out by the fact the dude's a vampire, you know, and that whole mysterious ominous thing that was going on kind of took away from the cheese factor a little bit, which was good. Right. And it's it's actually written in such a way that if
2: you believe in vampires, if vampires were a thing, it wouldn't be too off the wall right. to believe that this actually
1: happened. Mm-hmm. Because of the way the story is written, you're right. It uh-huh. does kind of weave it in. Now, the reason you're kind of thinking probably... Why didn't she remember that she'd read this book? Well, there's another (laughs) The President's Vampire series. Because I read that one. That I read that I was getting confused because it's a similar idea, just different time periods. Right. But that one. Yeah. That that one one isn't The President's Vampire, isn't
2: the president who's the vampire slayer. Right. right. It's a vampire who protects the
1: president from supernatural forces. Right. And. For some reason in my head, I was trying to mix those two stories up because yeah. I think I read them about the well, same time. Well, they were vampires, presidents, I can see. Yeah, and the vamp- my tiny little brain does tend to get that.
0: Well,
2: but- the president's vampire, I'm sorry. I just, I, I did know. read one of the very first of of that series and it wasn't my favorite because it was too much like an action story. It and really they was. And didn't do yeah. enough into character development. This is a book that I really enjoyed. And I liked the ending. I liked...
1: the
2: It really was... It no, really, no, 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 no. Um, Abraham Lincoln's Abra- oh. Vampire Slayer. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer. Um, So I would recommend
1: this to somebody. It mm-hmm. was a very well-written story. Uh, very imaginative, which is nice because...
0: Well, that's good that yeah, it was well-written.
1: In creative writing class um, in college, they would give you assignments like that. They would say, find a a historical event and fictionalize it. And writers do it all the time.
0: They do. You know,
1: what if Hitler had uh won the war? You know, what if this happened? What if that happened? How would that affect everything else? And uh, they would say, just go look up something that happened. Any news story. could be anything and write about it. And a lot of times you see the result of that come out in books like this, where somebody took this huge historical figure mm-hmm. and then wove a tale, right? That really could be plausible if you believed in that sort of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And there was like other like celebrity appearances in this, like one he actually talks to Edgar Allan Poe. Really? Oh, I forgot talks, about that. Huh? Yeah, which was kind of one of those twists. You're like. I wonder if they actually <laughs> did know each other. <laughs> did
0: they meet? <laughs> was like, that the vampire Ooh. and Edgar Allan Poe?
2: No, no. Uh, the, Abraham Lincoln and Abraham Edgar, okay. Edgar Allan Poe. Um, Blood Oath, by the way, was published in 2010 by Christopher Farnsworth. Oh,
1: Farnsworth. Oh, okay. That's Farnsworth. Sorry,
2: and I'm pretty sure um, this book was 2010 also. So.
1: And, you know, Blood Oath was entertaining from the set standpoint of... Uh, it was like you said it, it was a bit like an action film it, it was very it was written w- within the style that it could easily be made into a movie
2: it's it's very much a guy's book in very fact, much the one gentleman who um comes in and gets audiobooks all the time yeah and he likes the action kind of stuff he gets mm-hmm. um what is it Clive Custler Custler mm-hmm. um he's read all of those and uh. he was looking for new books and I recommended. So you threw Farnsworth his way, huh? Right. I told him. I said, "Now, this is a book I didn't really care for because it was too action-packed." I said, "But you might actually, you might like it." Now, it's vampires, so
1: see, being a volunteer librarian rocks. By the way, Christy works with us as a volunteer librarian as Mm -hmm. well, and she is actually a paid librarian.
0: I have as well. Library technical services. So there you go. Yes. Still librarian. Yes. So that's kind of cool.
1: Yes. Going back to The uh, President's Vampire. Isn't there another Is there another book attached to that series? Isn't that a I think series?
2: Yes, I think there's three books. Uh, now, I only read the first one. Hold on a second. I know
0: one.
1: I read the others, and they were all good.
0: There's not too many novels I've read other than Anne Rice are vampire-related. I've read Salem's Lot, but that was quite some time ago.
1: Salem's Lot was... I mean, for its
2: time, it was very good. I liked Salem's Lot. I read that one. Yeah. And
0: that one was good. Well, there's a lot of setting that he, the setting itself was like a character.
2: The yeah, it really was. was but, just yeah. part it of it. really yeah. was.
0: I mean, um, the vampire almost didn't stand out to me hardly, except for the people in the town that it was situated in and was, their reaction to the was vampire. It was very much
1: about the whole town. It really was. And the, um, the creepy factor is just off the charts in that.
0: Because everybody's in on it. Because they know there's something there, Mm -hmm. you know, and they have to deal with it. And
2: (laughs) And I like the fact that there was another writer that discovered the vampire in Salem's lot.
1: Yep. Writers were good people hmm yeah <laughs> we're rooting out the monsters one at a time
2: well you uh you notice things you
1: question things yes
2: and that's what happened with that author if i'm remembering right yep. because it's been a long time since i read that yep because but- everything
1: was very strange in that town and he was trying to figure out i think he had read something about hell it's been years since i read salem's lot yeah, so i don't too. really remember
0: but it's i just kind of remember the gist of it, like it was kind of like overcoming a nightmare that you didn't want to yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. It was the vampire symbolism with yeah.
1: that. What about the other books in the series for...
2: Well... Um, is, they're
0: not? is it
2: Red, White, and Blood, and The President's Vampire? Is that the other two on there?
1: No, I think those are Farnsworth, aren't they?
2: That's what I was talking about. Farnsworth. No, I'm
1: talking about The President's Vampire. That's Farnsworth. No. Or the... <laughs> Abraham Lincoln damn it <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if Abraham Lincoln has a sequel no oh, that no, one does know. not I don't not okay. think that well I mean wait maybe it does well, I thought it did I thought he had another book
2: well I'm
0: intrigued yes, there I, was
2: a sequel see it's called it. The Last American Vampire yes and that focuses oh. on Henry Sturges' experience during many major events which Henry Sturgis was abraham lincoln's vampire friend and he actually sent him lists of bad vampires right to root them out to root them out and and for him to kill because he didn't want to kill the vampires who were trying to live in society he wanted to kill the
1: Because the the, ones
2: who stole babies out of their beds in the middle uh, of the night. Right, because the
1: vampires were organized over in England, and then when they all made the trip over here, they got a little bit naughty. They did, and they thought they could
2: take over because because
0: America was fairly new, right? Country and
2: And see the slaves, which you know everybody knows Abraham Lincoln was against, and that was Uh one of the reasons for the Civil War. Yada yada but what
1: uh, Did you just yada yada the civil war <laughs> um,
0: yeah we had to take this seriously
1: <laughs> well you just I'm, yada yada slavery didn't you <laughs> I just <laughs> sorry don't make me sound like a racist <laughs> I, no I was just watch. I just watched Seinfeld last night so I had yada, Seinfeld yada. on my brain cherry
0: yada yada yeah well, I All know right. you
2: don't want me going into the whole civil war right now no 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 no, no. So, I'm just joking so yada yada uh, yeah okay <laughs> But um, this the slaves um, created an easy food source for the oh. vampires.
0: Cuz nobody missed them, right? Well, well they, did. I mean, they they so, were they, they were property. property. And that's why right. yeah, they weren't treated like people. But Abraham Lincoln obviously
1: with. didn't want that to continue for one thing it gave the vampires too much power. An easy food source right. and it gave oh. them power. And it gave them a lot of power
0: so they could wedge themselves in society, in yes, a way, yes, exactly. And so
1: the whole thing was sort of woven together. It was very yeah. complex. They, it really was, I thought it was a good book. I mean, I, I could see
0: it. where moral arguments would come up if there really was a vampire killing slaves. Yeah. Like, which, mm-hmm. like, how big a deal are they gonna make about the slave being drained of blood? Well, you know? that's
1: the whole thing. That's the reason why but, it right. fit together the way it did in mm-hmm. history. And because the
2: Northerners were so appalled that that the Southerners would treat some of the slaves the way that some of them did. Because, I mean, they would, they would beat them and they would treat uh-huh. them, you know, horribly, yeah. which a lot of the Northerners frowned upon. They didn't like it. They didn't think that they deserved that. Well, this just adds another twist. Not right. only were they... Beating them and
1: treating them horribly. they were killing them on the side as well to but, feed themselves. yeah, they were drinking their blood
0: at night, right they going in. Was, Um, I' don't well,
1: rem- I think they were I don't think that was a a factor and I'm glad you bring that up, Christy, because the whole vampire legend and the way that it's treated in in fiction is very, mm-hmm. very wide it now is. where it used to be the vampire legend was, you know, they're repelled by crosses and silver. They can be killed by a silver bullet. You uh-huh. can Wooden wear crosses. garlic.
2: Wooden crosses. Um, put a, put a stake water. through the heart
1: and they can't come out in the daytime. Right. Garlic, crucifixes. However, a lot of the newer fiction books, like I do believe this one. I don't
2: remember. They're sensitive to light when they're new. But okay. as they get older, yep. but their eyes are always sensitive to the hmm. light. So they always have to wear really good sunglasses when they go out during the day. But, like, the new vampires, like, this one actually has John Wilkes Booth as being a vampire. <laughs> oh, and yeah, you gotta love he, that. Yeah. He talks about um this, how the sting of the sun on his skin.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah. so, well, how did they protect their eyes? There weren't sunglasses, right, around Yeah. It, well, well, there
1: was not this one. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. they just... Uh, they got a little upgrade uh, there in the uh, Civil yeah. War. They must have had, Civil had sunglasses, War sunglasses. In, in the Civil War times. Yeah. They must have figured something out.
0: But of course, you know, disease might have been more prevalent then too, so people could have mysteriously died and they didn't yeah, know why. Exactly. exactly. Well, there are a lot of factors yeah, that go and into it. Yeah, that's what
2: they, a lot of the deaths, like Abraham Lincoln had four sons. Only one of them li- lived past 18. Really? hmm And yeah. all f- the other three, they... The way that they died was written off as like, you know, typhoid or or milk fever or or that. But in the book, they were killed by vampires. Mm. So see, it's just kind of yeah. It was it's a it's a
1: really fun way to play with history. Yeah, and it is. It it, what what it does is it captures the imagination of people who really might want to learn some little tidbits about history right. that might possibly be true, sort of woven in.
2: Yeah, but with, I would definitely, if anyone reads it looking for that, I would definitely fact check what you yeah. read off of this book. because
1: <laughs> Might not be a true example of historical <laughs> fiction, but still yeah. pretty dang cool, though. But
2: some of it is true, actually, because I did sit there, and I looked up facts on Abraham Lincoln after I read the book so that I could see what was true and what, you know, wasn't You're true. You're such a geek.
0: oh I am. There was bloodletting, too. It, remember? Well, oh, to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, bloodletting was a thing. And, so that could have been an easy yeah. excuse.
1: Right. So so overall, how many? Th-
2: I'd give it a five. I really like this book. I would have to agree with you. It was very entertaining
1: and... Uh, it was right up my alley. Yeah. It was really... And even I liked it. And I'm not really that huge on historical mm-hmm. fiction, but it was good.
0: I'll have to read it now, because you have me curious.
2: It was a very yeah. interesting book, and it was Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. So he was I helping. keep saying Slayer. It's Vampire Hunter, I'm sorry, oh. by Seth Graham Smith.
1: Okay, well, I guess we can move right along to uh, to Anne Rice. Uh, we were going to have Turbo on the show. His favorite Anne Rice novels were really more of The Witches.
0: Yeah, The Witch and yeah. Yes,
1: yes, and those were very good. Yeah. I've read those as well as The Mummy and some of the other ones that she's... Red. I've enjoyed just about everything I've read from Anne Rice. One of the things that people often ask is, what's your favorite?
0: What's your favorite Which Anne is a Rice? a really hard answer. Yeah, it is. It's
1: a very, first of all, I think we need to talk about what makes Interview with a Vampire different.
0: That would be easy to do. I mean, the way she treats vampires in general, like she does her own take on them. They cannot go out into the sun either. But what she did was take the superstitions of them being in church or crucifixes, garlic. Those things don't affect them because they're basically uh, human immortals. And um, with their own fears, philosophies still, they're not monsters per Mm -hmm. se Mm -hmm. in the old you know, classic sense of the word vampire, right? Mm-hmm. But they're they're still very human,
2: right? For anyone who hasn't read the books, if there's anyone out there who hasn't read this book, what can you kind of sum up what this what the story is?
0: Well, it takes. Well, Louis is interviewed by Daniel Malloy. Um, Daniel works for a newspaper in San Diego, San Francisco. Okay. Which Louis is a vampire, right? Mm-hmm. And Louis had never told his story to anybody before, except maybe one other person. And he decided he wanted this chance to, I guess, anonymously voice his voice, you know, uh-huh. to the world. And uh, no other vampire except maybe Lestat had done this, like going out in public. and Because that was taboo. You're not supposed to tell humans that about us. So he just decides
1: on a whim one day that he's going to spill it. Yes. And he picks this yes. guy.
0: Right. A human, you know, he's... Just, I don't know, he's in his 20s, and he's not very old. I mean, he's new in his career almost, and he's never interviewed anybody like this. Like, right. he never believed in vampires, and he's like, this guy's kind of strange. But he doesn't literally think he's immortal or anything. And um, But Louis kind of conv- shows him through a trickery of the light, like moving really fast throughout the room, and, you know, just boggles Daniel's mind in little ways like that. You know, mm-hmm. that makes him think, whoa, this guy is not just any regular human. And so he has to get it going to for him to believe that there's something to him. Besides right, because just, just
2: somebody saying, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm a vampire, interview me. They're yeah. like, really, dude? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, he didn't do anything huge. He didn't, like, drink anybody's blood right then. Right. But it was just subtle ways, you know, like, moving very quickly, like, at supernatural speed. Right. And turning on the light or something that, you know, too fast to be seen,
2: mm-hmm. you know. Now, Louis seems like out of all of the vampire characters in the book, he seems like he's has more depth, like he's more emotional. He
0: is. Yes. And do you
2: think maybe that's why he wants to tell his story?
0: Yeah, in a way, it's almost like a confession of sorts. Like Louis was religious is kind of religious. He felt guilt the whole for being a vampire cuz he didn't I don't feel that he knew what he was getting into when Lestat made him a vampire. He just knew that his world was going to change in some way.
1: Did he ask to be changed, or did Lestat just no, change him? No, I do believe that that was not his choice.
0: It's well, he was dying, yeah, I believe. Yeah, and Lestat came and asked him. He said, "I'll give you the choice. I'm I going never to had. give you this
1: choice." But I mean, yeah. you don't know. And he it's, said,
0: obviously, said yes. But and- right. Yeah, to some extent, yeah. I mean, he—I don't—I just don't think he knew what a vampire was, though. Right. You know, at the time. And I mean,
2: well, in part of the in the part of the book, does he, um, like drink the blood of like rats and stuff because he doesn't want to drink humans' blood? Yeah,
0: I think there was quite a bit of that. Like he a, felt such guilt that he right. just couldn't bring himself to kill somebody, mm-hmm. and that was the religious part of him.
2: Which um, Lestat, of course, did not feel. He yeah. had, he doesn't seem like he had a problem.
0: No, and Louis's point of view, Lestat was the monster. Even, but it's not until you read Lestat's story that you see it from right. A different and perspective. that's what makes
1: this such an amazing series
0: because yes. mm-hmm. each book is so different from the first from the previous one that you know. It, I it mean, gives you
2: more of an insight. Well,
0: mm-hmm. it's a
1: story. The first one is, is Louis's story. Yeah, it um, is. Of what happened to him. And it is very historical. I mean, she yes. had to do a lot of yeah. research. It felt like you were yes, there. Definitely. Yeah, Yes. So, I mean, so you get the whole background of, of Louis and what happened to him in his life. And then the second one is more about Lestat.
0: Right. Lestat, in fact, I read, I believe it was... The Vampire Lestat, the novel where he described himself as reading, interview the vampire because it was published, and he's like reading it in by streetlight. He's like, kind of like what? Because this is like, this is not how it was, but I can see why Louis would think that. So he tore it up in the street. He's like, I'm going to do my story, you know?
1: Yeah, that's the one you had me read. (laughs) Well, it is honestly, that's my favorite. Yeah, and the reason is it's weird because the first. the first one starts out of him interviewing uh, Louie in a hotel room in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it's very freaky because the whole concept of of everything we have come to believe as vampire that protects us right. from vampires. That was the yes. first time I, yeah. you know, oh, my gosh, what do you mean a crucifix? Yeah. You know, that <laughs> exactly. sort of thing.
0: Yes. I, I then, thought that was amazing. That yeah. She did that. Like,
1: yeah. But then the second one, the reason that I was attracted to that one so much is because when Lestat wakes up, he hears rock music. He's mm-hmm. been underground, sleeping underground for years and years and years, and he wakes up to the sound of rock music, and he goes up and he meets this band, mm-hmm. and joins this band and becomes a rock star. I think it was called Devil's Night Out. Yeah, yeah. And he he. Tells people he's a vampire, mm-hmm.
0: and they're they're like cool. He's but parading they're not like really as afraid. a vampire yeah. in public, telling
1: people he. <laughs> so it's just really cool because it's looking at these historical guys who've been through decades and years and you know all of these different styles of clothing and
0: right and,
1: and he has ways of it. behaving and watching them learn about technology and about. Everything that's that's new and different and right. embracing well, some it. The,
2: some of the characters in the Vampire Lestat, if I'm remembering right, are even older than Lestat. They are. They are. Yeah. And it's just to hear their stories is the parts of their stories. It was really, really interesting.
1: So out of the out of the entire series, Christy, what would you say is your favorite Anne Rice novel?
0: Probably the Vampire Lestat. But my favorite character is Armand.
1: Armand is a pretty cool character. Yeah. Yes. He's
0: very conflicted.
2: Armand is actually a character that I like, too. And I have that the vampire Armand is on my
0: nightstand. Yeah, she has to read it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's my next one to read.
0: <laughs> His story is erotic. It's sensual. And it, he
2: seems like he's more emotional, too. He's
0: emotional. But he he loves Louie and Lestat. I right. mean, it's like this trio.
2: The, some of the vampires, it seem like, are very blasé. About their life. They're like, whatever, I don't care. But Armand and Louis seem like they have more depth than some of them. Now, Lestat, yes, he gives that impression until you read the vampire Lestat and you learn more about him. Mm -hmm. But still, even,
1: he seems a little...
0: He's kind of uh, rambunctious. Rambunctious? Yes. Overall,
1: I mean, if you like the idea of vampires... Reading this series, or even the first one, Interview with a Vampire, really gives you a different idea of what a vampire could be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what made it really fascinating. That's one of the reasons that I really loved it.
0: Yeah, I was not, I did not care about vampires in general until I picked up, well, I first read Servant of the Bones, which is not vampire related that she wrote. It's historic fiction, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, but then I came across the vampire Mond, and I fell in love with that character because she wrote him so well. Hmm. And he had s- just emotional character. I like the setting background. of this book. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that it's
2: set in New Orleans in the time period that it was set because it's such a beautiful time period. It mm-hmm. seems like the way yeah. that it's described. I'm sorry, I totally, I totally no,
1: right. interrupted. No, I've been oh. doing it the whole time. <laughs> I, I can't help it. I mean, I'm i rice
0: man yeah. too. Is she well the yeah the vampires are mostly human. You know they're just I guess monsters in their own ways, but not really.
2: They're yeah they're mo- they're monsters, but they have a lot of human qualities. Yeah, and they have a lot of human faults mm-hmm. at the same time.
0: They do deal with issues of morality and right exactly. But Lestat didn't want to stay hidden to keep him a secret. And Armand was kind of wanted to, I think.
1: Yeah, he. I think he And, did. of course, the fallout from all that, as the the series unfolds, the fallout from coming
0: out, so to speak. Right.
1: And all of the other vampires and their reaction to that is another facet that makes the story interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, some were very opposed to it. Some wanted to kill Lestat for being so bold, mm-hmm. for being the brat. So yeah. to speak. And others were kinda kinda warmed up to it, I think, and to him yeah. over time. But overall humans cannot know that they exist because humans would kill them, probably. Right. Though in her latest novel there are scientist vampires who are experimenting with the vampire ability to regenerate or wounds oh, really? to heal over and it's interesting.
2: Yeah, I think they have. I read. What was the last one that you had me read? Because I think there was some of that in the last book that I read,
0: Queen of the Dam. Maybe or it could have been
1: Queen of the Dam. Oh, Queen of the Dam was good too.
0: Yeah, is that that the, was an awesome? Book? That's the
1: one with the. Um, and here's the other thing: they take the ancient Egyptian yes thing yes, and I they weave it in there, and you see. Where vampires actually came from and how it all started. Oh my gosh, right. it is so. In- oh, and is yeah. that that's Queen of the Dam? That's yeah. Queen of the Dam. Okay. That's, a third that's one. the third
2: one. That's the one that I read. So I've read three
1: of them. How many are there? A lot. There's <laughs> oh. quite a few. <laughs> she
0: kind of took the story and went five, six, maybe? Probably we'd have see, to Google it. Yeah, I would have to Google it exactly how many there are.
1: Yeah, there's enough for you to really enjoy. Let's just put it that way. Well, see,
2: vampires are still one of those things that's kind of a weird subject for me because I stayed away from vampires for a long time. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Well, it was when I was little. I used to have recurring nightmares about count dracula, about dracula i watched yeah. dracula didn't when i didn't every little, little, little girl <laughs> had recurring nightmares about vampires recurring nightmares that he was chasing me in my house wow. that i would pass the spare bedroom and there was a coffin in there and he would jump out of the coffin and chase me down the hallway oh that's goodness. pretty scary
0: i think and, i would be scared too
2: yes and, and i mean it wasn't just one or two dreams i had I had them over and over yeah, and over and over. Yeah, I was pretty terrified
0: by
1: them, too. Yeah.
2: So when Interview from interview of a Vampire came out, uh-huh. I did not read the book. <laughs> She's like, I'm not reading that. I did not watch the movie, even though all of my friends yeah. watched the
0: movie, because I was a teenager oh. when that well, came out. Well, the movie sucked. I thought it was campy,
1: but the movie. Well, let me just say this right out here in the open. Tom Cruise should never have played Lestat. Lestat. A, he's not really blonde. That was a wig. B, he's too short.
0: Yeah. C, he
1: does a lousy accent.
0: Hey, Hate on me if you want, one. but Tom Cruise
1: does not belong some places. And yeah. that's one of them. But
2: Brad Pitt did an awesome job Ooh, doing Brad Louis. Oh, Brad Pitt. Ooh, he did an yeah, awesome yeah. job doing Louie. He did. Um, Was it Drew Barrymore that did uh the little girl? No, 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 no. That was the girl that played Kirsten Spider-Man. Dunst.
0: Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten
2: yeah. Dunst did an awesome job playing the girl. She did. The little girl. I like her Agreed.
0: pretty well. I, the campiness for me was when they bit into victims, and you could hear a crunch sound. Yeah, and there blood was a lot of, down. Yeah. That's not how she writes. She does, Her vampires don't gush blood everywhere. No. Yeah. I mean, they, no, you know, eat. Hollywood has to have that. Their... That's one other thing she did away with with vampires, is making it a messy, gory affair. and. It can, well, the vampires can be violent in her novels, but for just for feeding, they don't like you know blood doesn't go everywhere.
2: Right. Well, you know, you know to tell you the truth, the old the old vampire movies there wasn't no. blood ev- no. everywhere. No, all you saw was
1: the two little prints sometimes on a, the side a of the neck.
2: Yeah, maybe no. a trickle, maybe a drop or two, but yeah. not like. Because it was always
1: a mystery of what had actually happened to him. You didn't really know if it was a vampire. That's what made it really frightening. Mm -hmm. You know, I really loved... uh, Oh,
0: *Dust Till Dawn? Yes, from *Dust Till Dawn.
1: Absolutely freaking loved it, but not for the reasons that you would think. I liked it because I thought it was hilarious.
0: I need to watch that again.
1: The hilarious take on vampires. Uh Now, I nearly got kicked out of the theater for laughing. (laughs) Because most people didn't get that.
0: <laughs> his his movies are funny in a violent way. Uh, yes, that's it was, what it, was, it is.
1: Yeah, the whole the whole way that he that he took that. There are so many different ways in which vampires have been portray- portrayed over the years, but I think one of my favorites has been Anne Rice.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I like her for the same reasons you yeah. do. I like the way you describe Lestat real well because because some vampires like Armand hunted through. Summoning people who wanted right, to die, right? So to a cemetery, like he, right? They, there was a cult of vampires that believed they weren't allowed around humans, right? So they would just sort of lurk, right? And then
1: beckon to people who yes. who were depressed mm-hmm. or wanted to. Wasn't kill themselves. Armand part
0: of that? For he a was, while? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He was. Mm-hmm. He was uh kidnapped, mm-hmm. like what in the 1500s, from his maker Marius and that cult that kidnapped him, that Kevin, didn't believe that vampires should be out in the open, enjoying arts, living like a human, so they disbanded you know, Armand and Marius and took Armand into themselves. They made him recite their passages.
1: Yeah, so it was kinda mm -hmm. like a religion for vampires. Right. Yeah. He was
0: very depressed, but he somehow managed to exist all that time. Like he I never got the impression he wanted to die, even though he was depressed enough to probably kill himself Mm -hmm. but um, he managed to just exist through that cult and was kind of he was waiting for a spark to be ignited again in him but he also carried that loathing that marius he thought was dead and
2: that was probably one of the reasons why i thought that he was more emotional because of all of that part that i read yeah
0: you'll read that in the Right. Novel
1: that you get. Well well we need to say basically that we're gonna recommend Anne Rice as yeah. a vampire writer. Yes. Yeah. Um definitely and the the first novel in a series.
0: Interview the vampire.
1: So if you haven't read it, get started there mm-hmm. and we'll move along to the next book. What one did, only one left. What did you read, Martha? I read The Historian by Elizabeth Kostova and it is huge. Look at that! Yes, it is mm-hmm. a very it's big massive. Book. It's a massive book, and I'm going to tell you right now that I had a difficult time with it because there was so much historical fiction, so, so much history. Oh my yeah. gosh! So it's probably one I would like. Yes, <laughs> yes. You didn't get into the actual story of the vampire until much later. Um, hmm. It was on one of the lists, which is why mm-hmm. I read it. Which is why I keep kept reading reading it. Mm-hmm. Usually in a book like this I would have said oh forget about it <laughs> right because it is because it had so much detail about um, Vlad the Impaler oh wow and so I mean really the person Elizabeth Kostova did some serious research to put this book out and I I admire her for that mm-hmm. but listening to the audiobook was freaking torture
0: Mm. For somebody
1: who does not like historical I I detail, would like you it. would love this.
2: I, she sounds like she's a lot like Ken Follett with her her yes his, historical and political. Yes, very much so. There was a lot books. about
1: war and a lot about really specific details in it. Uh, the The characters in it were really good once you got past once I got past that part of it. Mm-hmm. But it did have a lot of traditional elements to it, very much so like the vampires that we are used to such and as I, such as the crucifix and the silver what bullet country and, was it taking uh, place then? it took place in um romania, romania and in turkey and it started out really good because you you see this young person young scholar um sitting in a carol at the library and he gets up to go get something and he comes back and there's this book sitting on his carol and it's Blank pages with this um, woodcut of a dragon mm-hmm. on it. So That's then, neat. sounds interesting. Yeah, he he kind of starts right. to ask around, and then he, he starts to read these letters that um, come up. I think his advisor got the letters, but anyway, it all it always starts out, "Dear unfortunate successor." And it's Mm -hmm. like trying to get him into being Uh the successor, but you really don't know what the hell the successor is because you got to go through all that (laughs) historical crap. Sorry, Elizabeth, I just really didn't dig it. But Mm -hmm. the the story itself, yes, if you like historical fiction, this is really good.
0: Did it talk about Vlad the Impaler's like context? Yes, it talked about Vlad the
1: Impaler a lot. It talked about detail 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 about where he was and battles he fought and and where he could possibly be buried and uh. these monks that supposedly took his body when he died and where he was beheaded and it was it's very mysterious you know it's it's hmm. very in depth and extremely detailed
0: that's pretty neat
1: not my kind of thing i kind of go back towards the interview with the vampire i think yeah. because i read that it was way harder for me to go back to the traditional vampire. Yeah. It sounds like a book I would like. I think you would. And I'm going to give this going to gift this to you because <laughs> it was on the list as having been one of the best. I need to find huh. an audio form. We need to We do to... have it. We have it. I have it for you. The audio form? On the in the library, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, the Metro library has it oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's the thing I liked about Anne Rice was how descriptive her character, her, her writing is. Yeah. Like some people like that fast-paced action, but I like to read. Well, I liked
1: a description too, but I like yeah. it when it's mixed. Yeah. Like in this one, the way Anne Rice wrote it, the characters were so involved in each little flashback of history that was going on. This was more detail-oriented oh, I see. without the actual characters that you're reading about. Yeah. It's more mm-hmm. like,
2: it was a hunt. Story. It's a hunt
1: for Dracula. Is what it is. So it was
2: like backstory telling you so that you would understand the story that you're fixing to Ugh. read. Almost, yeah.
1: I, I just wasn't wasn't up my tree. Mm-hmm. Well, but as a scary book, it didn't really float my boat either because um, it just took too much time to get to the scary bits. So I it, I really sound like a shallow person when I say that, but hey, you know.
2: <laughs> whatever well if it didn't have that dark creep factor for you then no
1: not really at the beginning it did when the journals got left and I'm like ooh mm-hmm. and I got really into it yeah. about the it didn't take long before I was because see I think Salem's Lot was
2: scarier for me than Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter because the way the story is written it's it's almost it's more monotone Mm-hmm. So yeah. it didn't have that suspense, mm-hmm. scare element mm-hmm. quite as much as like Salem's Lot did. Mm-hmm. Salem's Lot was a scarier book
1: for me. I'll agree. And so it was it. It was actually, a, it was actually scarier than Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, the, I don't think Anne Rice's books ever, I mean, there are lots of times they're classified as horror, but.
1: Well, they're scary, but not in the same right. way. they're not. I mean, yeah. to me, the only
0: creepy part was imagining a six year old girl. Yeah, the well, line, there were a lot of creepy you know, parts about it. But that's right. the only thing that ever...
1: I mean, you feel fear yeah. when Louis's interviewing a couple of times when he's...
0: Yeah, the suspense of yeah. that. Yeah, And there's a few parts
2: that you're like, oh, my God, no, 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 <laughs> don't do that! <laughs> yeah. but, okay,
1: so yeah. let me go back to this so I can put this to bed. The historian, Elizabeth Kostova, and I do believe there is a sequel as well. Cool. So, vampires, I think we're done. Do you want, should we go over our books again?
2: Okay, one last time. Bonnie. I read Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter by Seth Graham Smith.
0: And Christy,
1: our guest today.
0: I recommend any Anne Rice book to start with. Interview the Vampire is a good choice. It's the beginning of the Vampire Chronicles. And she does have a new one coming out in November.
1: Oh. Huh. So, something to look yeah. for. New's to. always good. And if you're a big Anne Rice fan, you'll be in line. Lestat's
0: well, yes. in it. He's the main character.
1: <gasps> and he goes... Ooh. Yes. You know I love me some mm-hmm.
0: mm. And Martha, <laughs> what did you read and again? And I
1: read The Historian by Elizabeth Kostova.
2: And I guess this is another episode of Three Book Girls. And next week
1: we are doing things that go bump in the night. Yes, that'll be fun. So I'm 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 trying to get some something really creep me out, something really scary. I've got a couple of things in my up my sleeve for next week for a creep out factor. You
2: do like some creepy books? I'm Ooh. sure you can come up with something. Creepy's yes. good.
1: Creepy, scary, make your skin yeah. crawl. Oh, yeah, but because it's October.
2: It's Halloween. Mm-hmm. You
1: have to do a little. Yeah. And we are, as usual, three book girls.
0: Good night. Good night. Sleep tight. (laughs)